Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. I'm Frank Mills. Hey, welcome to the show. I got to put my earbud in here, but hey, uh, we appreciate you joining us, whether you're watching or listening. Thank you so much for doing so. Today, we got another great show for you. Thanks to Armin. We're going to be talking about understanding super compensation theory, and that is for training. So we're going to be talking about that. And also, we've got your NSP fan questions, more of those. Uh, we've got some new ones, and then we're going to go off some of the YouTube content as well. So uh, pay attention, because your question could be used in today's show. All right, so let's get started. Understanding super compensation theory for training. Uh, wow, I have never even heard of this. I don't know what it is. What does this have to do with? Is it recovery? I mean, I, I just don't know. Yeah, it's pretty much it, it. It is a really uh, scientific way, I guess, that they've decided on how to understand recovery better. <laughs> okay, to get to get the results. So yeah, you pretty much guessed it. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, super compensation. That that sounds. Wow. Uh, uh, oh, okay. So exactly what does super compensation mean, Armin? Help me out here. All right. Well, what my understanding of it is, it's the adaptive. The adaptive response um, that uh, your body goes through in training with any kind of a training program, whether it's athletic training, weight training, you know, it's just how the body adapts to that stress. So that's, okay. uh, that's how they kind of canned it. So uh, another way of looking at this is, you know, by training hard, uh, you know, you're getting your your work to recovery, and you get that work to recovery balance correct. Mm -hmm. uh, you're gonna, your body's gonna adapt to the point where it gets more efficient and gets better at it. So gotcha. that's another, again, another way of looking at it. Um, but everyone's gonna have their own optimal level of exercise and recovery because there's a lot of things involved with that. Mm -hmm. But when it's when they know what it is and that this is gonna allow them to increase their base fitness level uh, over time, so they get mm -hmm. more better, more efficient. Uh, again, if it's putting on muscle, then, you know, they're going to gain more muscle, that type of uh, information. Hmm. Okay. So I guess what a lot of people are asking me, like, how do you, how do you get into the supercompensation theory? So, you know, for maximum supercompensation to occur, you, know, you get mm -hmm. the most out of it. Uh, you're going to want to be able to push yourself so that your training and fitness level are going to temporarily decline. So what you're, you know, you're doing, you're breaking down things that your body's dealing with from that amount of stress. Okay. Which, you know, this is kind of common sense stuff. Okay. So some people don't realize you're breaking down muscle when you're training. That's all you're doing. You're not building anything. You're breaking it down. Mm -hmm. It's the, the adaptive response that helps to build and get better at it. So, uh, but another name for this is if you're overdoing it, um, you're going to, the name is called overreaching. And, uh, but if you do it correctly, you feel fatigued, uh, weaker, uh, mm -hmm. and possibly smaller at the end of your microcycle. And so this is the key is just kind of keep pushing yourself hard. The microcycle is like a week 
of activity. Uh, that's how they they've gone about measuring it. Um, as far as um, a length of time, I mean, there's more to it than that. But that's the you know your body can only do so much week to week, so that's what they're using as one of the measures. Well, you just mentioned microcycle. Can you get a little further into that so we understand it? Yeah, I might want to get a little more clarity on that. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a microcycle is the shortest training cycle. Uh, it typically lasts a week. And so the goal is to facilitate a, a focus block of training for that one-week period. Mm-hmm. So what this also can mean is, you know, if you train a muscle group uh, once a week or twice a week in that one-week time period, uh, that's another uh, way of looking at it. So from a, a training aspect, you know, how often you're training and then what you're doing, what you're getting done that week to, and then how the body responds to it. Okay. All right. So you mentioned microcycle equaling one week. How long does supercompensation last? So that's a, that's that's another good question. Um, so you know, there's a lot of statements on this, but and again, these things are going to vary on the person. So this Makes is why it gets, it gets yeah. you know gets kind of tough. But mm-hmm. the range is five to ten days. Oh. Which, uh, you know, that's pretty interesting. Uh, but the other thing is part of that, you know, there are phases to the super compensation uh, theory. And there's basically four phases to it. Okay. So what are the four phases? Because this <laughs> sounds like it's getting a little more detailed here. Uh, well, you got these science-based uh, viewpoints and okay. so then I, I understand it's to kind of get some clarity and to, some defining uh, points on how everything's working so mm-hmm. technically phase one will last one to two hours following a training session or workout okay uh, so this high stimulus is what's going to result in your fatigue levels in other words you can only do so much in that one to two hour period and your body's gonna be like hey we're, we're done we're <laughs> toast okay right right then phase two, okay, this is this can last one to two days following a workout training session. So this will comprise this logical recovery and repair. Again, and we're trying to adapt. And, and so what can also happen with this is DOMS, which is delayed onset onset muscle soreness, which people can relate to. This is kind of a marker that you've, you've either overdone it or you, you've done just enough so it's not too bad. So with that phase, is you have rest and active recovery during this one to two days, um, plus good nutrition uh, will help you know basically promote a return to the baseline fitness. So you need enough recovery to return back to the baseline fitness on phase two. Okay. So hopefully not getting too confusing here. And then phase three, which will last one to three days, is following the workout. Uh, now, again, the supercompensation of the body is adapting and it's preparing itself for the next challenge. In other words, it's like, okay, we've adapted to this. So is there going to be new or more stress? So, and again, any, you know, by this point, your muscle soreness, you know, delayed onset muscle soreness is going to start to fade away. You're not going to have much of that. And the energy levels are going to start to perk up because the body's like, okay, we're going to need more energy. So you ate, ate good. You got some rest. So. It, the body's figuring out, okay, we got to be ready for the next time we do this. And that's basically how um, it continues to uh, keep that positivity and optimism up of how things are working. Mm-hmm. So then 
A new stimulus can be applied during that one to three days. Okay, typically it's going to be one to three day range, in my opinion. Uh, so the the when it gets applied, it will return to phase one again after it's applied. So that's your baseline. Gotcha. All right. So and we'll we'll kind of break this down and simplify it even more. But these are the technical uh, ways that they look at it. Okay. All right. Phase four, which will last three to seven days, okay, mm-hmm. following your training session or workout, uh, there there is no further stimulus. Okay, so the body's recovered. There's no more stimulus. So you're kind of in a holding pattern. Okay, so the gains will gradually be lost the longer you go because the body's prepared itself, but you're not doing anything to make it activate again. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Uh, but once you increase your training, then you'll feel the benefits of super compensation again. So that's that's where the variance is. Is it basically if you go too long without restimulating the area, you're going to go right back to where you started, and you're going to not have any net gain. Gotcha. So that's why you have to train so many times, uh, either in a week or in a period of time, like five to ten days to keep the body in an adaptive response to get better. So, hmm. I mean, this is kind of highly technical, but, uh, or it can be considered highly technical. It's really not, but I mean, a lot of it's just common sense. I mean, if you go do something you, and you keep doing it, you're going to get better at it. You're going to get more efficient at it. The body just does that. Well, the good thing is for all of our YouTube viewers or our podcast listeners, they can just kind of rewind and play it again if they wanted to. <laughs> But uh, the thing that that I think is maybe we can kind of break it down because it sounds pretty technical to me. Uh, Uh, Yeah, I figured it would be a little messy. So, (laughs) Armin, you gave us the technical terms. Why don't you break it down to like Armin terms? (laughs) Okay, so, you know, in a nutshell, after resistance training, there's going to be a recovery phase. And that recovery phase is going to last a day or two which means the muscle is in the recovery, uh, getting back to its baseline. So okay. you know, after you train, you're gonna your body's like, okay, we gotta, you know, get back to where we were. So that's one part of it. And then next, you have the uh, muscle transition into the supercompensation phase, where it can last a day or two. Okay. okay. So we're a day or two into this, and during this phase, this is where the muscle is adapting which is improving performance capacity, that kind of stuff and preparing yourself for the next, you know, next encounter, whatever kind of stress you're going to put under it. Mm-hmm. All right. So then ideally you should work each muscle again when it's at the peak of a super compensation phase is what, what we're trying to get at here. And if you do that, then you're going to get some, the body's going to reward you by adapting to it. But if you wait too long, then this is where you, you get back to the baseline and you end up not getting anything in result. And this is where, and this is, I'm sure most people have gone through this. You know, when you go too long, all of a sudden you start back to training. Uh, it's like you're starting, you had that, I'm starting all over again. So like when you get sick and you can't train for 10 to 10 days or two weeks, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you're going right back to, you lost everything. So it's mm-hmm. common sense, okay? But that's one of those things that, you know, people need to kind of keep in mind. So ideally you should work each muscle when it's at a peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you'll kind of tell, you got to learn how to, how you're feeling to tell, okay, I'm recovered up to go back. So 
if you time it right, this is the key, then according to the theory, uh, you're going to get the, the muscle will be pushed to a higher level of strength or growth if you get it timed right. So these, this is why it's, you know, kind of messy as far as people understanding, okay, well, do I have to train the muscle group two times a week or is it one time a week enough? You mm -hmm. know, these kind of arguments, which come up a lot. So, but this is how your muscle accumulation occurs. It continues to build from the previous workout if you hit it at the right time. So, hmm. I mean, I mean, it's kind of hard to uh, say, you know, you just do this many days and it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Everybody's recovery is different based on, you know, their eating habits, their sleep, the stress, those kind of things. You know, if, you, if you're lacking in those areas, it's going to affect how you're going to benefit from the strategy. That made a lot more sense to me. So you did good with that. Um, so <laughs> right, thank well, you for that. Anyways. Okay. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I I kind of think I have the answer, but, you know, I'd like to hear it from you. Uh, what happens if you start back too soon? So the, which, you know, I mean, obviously that's something you always got to think about. If you do start back too soon, mm -hmm. your recovery will, will not be as good, obviously, because the body's still trying to, get back to the baseline. So then this is where you're going to find yourself becoming overtrained um, because, you know, the body hasn't got caught up yet. And then that's when you start having problems and that's when you're more susceptible to injuries because you're trying to push yourself more than the body can handle. Mm -hmm. And people, people tend to do this a lot. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. If you go back too soon is you're not really going to get as much out of it as you, as you're hoping for. So that's why mm -hmm. you have to kind of figure it out for yourself and it will change as you're developing, as you mm -hmm. get more developed, your super compensation cycle, like for me, it could be longer because you need more recovery because you're training at a higher level. Gotcha. I hope that makes sense for people. It does. It, it does, you know, and you know, Armin, one thing I was thinking of as you were talking was I've, I've heard you say in the past that, you know, intensity builds muscle. Yeah. And you know, how does that factor into this? Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, let me kind of think through that one. I mean, the thing is, obviously, if your training intensity is not very high, mm -hmm. okay, then you're not going to need as much recovery, right? Because you didn't put that much stress to the body. But if it is high, then you're going to need more recovery. Right, you're, right. You're breaking down more muscle versus if you're not training with high intensity, which, you know, people that are training and taking two minutes rest, three minutes rest, or, you know, even longer in between doing an exercise or a set, you know, that's just not much stress on the body. The body adapts pretty quickly at that point. So that's what we're talking about is making the workout enough stress to break down the muscle to get these benefits. So the, you know, to me, the bigger question is, is how much intensity is going to be ideal for what you're trying to, what you're trying to get done for get the mm -hmm. optimal results. Mm -hmm. And this is something I've always, I've had to play with this a lot um, because, you know, if you're doing everything perfectly, you're going to progress for a period of time. But even if you do everything perfectly, there's still some reset that has to happen because, you know, the digestive system, digestive, digestive system has to adapt to the food intake because you're probably going to, you may need more food. You may cycle your food, you know, a little differently as far as how often. So these also affect, you know, how you, how, how often you should be going back and training the muscle. So that's why you got to track these kind of things. Well, that's one major deal too, for everybody who's working out, you know, um, 
of course, when you first start, it's new and you're sore and the intensity, you're, you're just trying to go through the motions to start. But once you've been at it for a while, and you're starting to get in the shape that you want, you know, intensity of a workout from what you just said is going to determine what kind of results that you get if you have proper recovery. So are there factors that help determine the right amount of workout intensity? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to vary from person to person uh, based on, you know, different factors as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the obvious one is your individual health. You know, if you're compromising your health, you're not going to be able to do as much because you, you need to deal with that. Okay. And you Are you getting enough sleep? If you don't right. get enough sleep. We already know that your hormones are not going to be able to do the work. So that's a real important factor. Uh, sufficient food intake, especially with protein and fats, if you're looking to build muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're doing athletic training, you're going to probably need more carbohydrates to go with that. So that's another one there. Hormone levels, you know, if your hormones aren't functioning well, you're not going to get the response you're looking for. Um, and then, you know, what you're doing throughout the day, if you've got a hard laborious job where you're doing construction and moving a lot of stuff and, you know, you're really putting a lot of stress on the body through the work, you got to take that into account. Because mm-hmm. it's going to affect everything. So, you know, all this will affect your how your body's muscularity and strength are going to happen. So, you got to take those into account and look where you can improve them. You know, how mm-hmm. can I get better sleep? How can I minimize too much activity so I can save my energy for my training? And you know, Vince talked about that a lot too when uh, he was coaching, especially hard gainers. So, I mean, the reality is, is there's no perfect answer. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, if there was, hell, we'd, it would have been figured out. And we'd all be using that one and there'd be no discussion right, <laughs> right now. Right. So uh, each person is going to need to, you know, which I've had to do myself. You're going to have to experiment to find your, your own optimal level for your training. And then once you know that, then you got to balance that with the right amount of exercise frequency. So do you need to be training that muscle group every, you know, twice a week? Or is it the point where just training once a week, you're still getting a good results. And sometimes you may have to change it back and forth, mm-hmm. which you have to kind of experiment with that. But you'll know as you as you do it, you'll see your body respond. And so that's that's what that's your markers. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, it's it's to me it's really important, especially if you're just starting out or you're you know or you're mid level with your training. You need to be tracking everything because this. You know, you can't, you can only measure what you, what you track. So the more you track all these things, which is, you know, your workouts, you know, how many sets and reps, how much weight you're doing, Mm -hmm. your nutrition, how much sleep you're getting and and anything else that's going to impact you daily. um, You know, that way you can learn what's going to be working. Mm -hmm. So you'll get more dialed in that way. And that's what I had to end up having to do to make sure I was getting what what I needed out of my efforts. Because if you don't, I mean, you're really going to be wasting some time that you don't really want to do, but that's not easy either. It's always easier said than done. Right. So it depends right. on how, you know, how, how big your goal is and what you want to do. But the more you track and measure things and you get it dialed in, then you're going to know. And like for myself, I'm pretty dialed in anymore. So I went back to doing just training one muscle group a week or like every eight days so I'm doing the twice a week now to see what will happen mm-hmm. uh, regarding this type of recovery. And so and I can tell you already, I've only been doing it for a couple of weeks. I'm already feeling the effects of doing that because I'm trying to keep up with the same amount of weight I was using. Mm-hmm. And so again, you know, 
nobody has a perfect life. So you know, if you had some alcohol or you didn't get enough food, it's going to affect your your workout to some degree, and it's going to affect your recovery. Right. Anyway, right. kind of long winded there. <laughs> no, no, that's it's actually a lot of great information. Um, you know, we're running out of time, but you know, any final thoughts on supercompensation theory? Well, in my opinion, um, you should really not train a muscle group more than two times per week. I mean, you can, there is, you could do the full body every other day kind of thing. Um, but I just found when you're doing a full body, there is just no way that you can mentally handle taxing each muscle group thoroughly in a full body workout. So I'm not a hmm. fan of that. Not saying right. it couldn't work. I'm just telling you, if you're new, it, and it, everything's going to work when you start out new. But mm-hmm. as you get more advanced, I'm just not a big fan of that. Now, I'm, there may be guys that feel differently, but right. I'm not going to recommend that because I just don't see how you can keep the intensity up trying to hit all these different muscle groups and to give them good shape. So, right. And maybe I'm just too, too A-type on that. But um, I just found that the most, most muscle groups require a minimum of four to five days of recovery, especially if mm-hmm. you have good intensity. Okay, again, that's another word that has to kind of be volleyed back and forth. What does that mean? Okay, well, that means working as hard to get as much work done in as short amount of time as possible mm-hmm. to stimulate, to break down muscle and to stimulate growth. So, and I've defined that you know, by doing high level intensity and then by tracking, I'm seeing, you know, I'm tracking to see if I'm stronger, if I'm be able to get more reps or if I'm gonna be able to do more weight, you use more weight on that particular exercise on the next workout. Uh, those kind of thinking processes which you have to do to be able to measure oh i'm making good progress here i'm getting stronger i'm mm-hmm. doing more reps I, I you know i have better energy uh because that's what you have to use you got to use those right. different uh, uh markers right. so anyway i hope that hope that helps <laughs> no a lot of great information on super compensation theory and you know uh Armin, you always bring some great content to the show, so I I appreciate it. I learned a lot today. Um, (laughs) We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, fan questions, so stand by for that. And Armin and I, like I said, we'll be right back. Stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition. Check out nspnutrition.com. NSP Nutrition produces the highest quality naturally sourced supplements on the planet. NSP Nutrition has the products to help you achieve any of your fitness goals guaranteed. NSP Nutrition, high quality, all natural. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. I'm Frank Mills. Hey, before we get started in the fan questions, you know, Armin, I have to tell you the other day I was looking and I didn't realize this, but I've got all three flavors of the milk and egg protein in Uh, my pantry. And it's pretty nice to be able to decide between the chocolate, the vanilla or the cherry almond. And the thing that I started doing, and the reason I'm telling you guys this is if you're looking for a high quality protein, to help supplement your workout, you know, uh, I'm telling you, this stuff is amazing. It tastes great. It's like having a shake. Uh, it's kind of feels right. like cheating, right? It, it does feel like cheating, but to have the different flavors, uh, you know, it's really helped me. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when everybody else is having something sweet, like ice cream or something, that's my go-to. And I feel yeah. like I'm right there having it right there with them. And the milk and egg protein, not only is it taste great, 
but it's the quality of it is amazing, right, Armin? Yeah, it fills you up much better than any kind of the, than the whey protein. So I I prefer it over anything else. I mean, you know, I've tried a lot of them, uh, but to me, it it satiates you and it gets what you need. Um, you know, because whey proteins, I mean, after about an hour or even thirty minutes, you're like, you know, what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, it just it absorbs this weight too quickly, um, and so then you're likely to snack and eat something else, which may or may not be beneficial for you. So, yeah, I, I just think it's one of the it's, it's the best protein out there, in my opinion. Well, check it out on nspnutrition.com, and we appreciate you uh, very much for doing so. All right, let's get into fan questions. You know, Armin, first things first is <clears throat> a lot of people working out. Um, even if it's around the house, if they're not working out in the gym, they're doing something in the yard, they get a strain, they get an ache in their knee, in their elbow, they get tendonitis, they they have mm-hmm. issues, right? Yeah. And one of our viewers, listeners, his name is Keith Motzinger. Uh, he had brought up that, you know, in one of our shows, he thought that we were going to talk about tendonitis or injuries and and how to recover from them, how to deal with them. And he wasn't sure if maybe we could do a show on that, but he was Mm, curious about supplementation to help these injuries and help with recovery. Do you have any suggestions with that? Yeah, there's uh, there's actually some you know good supplements to to help with and basically what you need to do is you need to reduce the inflammation of the joint area. And so, Krill oil can help with that. Okay. Krill is K-R-I-L-L. Okay. So that's, and what it does, it has a property called exangstin, which it's, it's what turns the birds pink. Mm -hmm. So it can discolor your urine a little bit too, if you, if you, if you happen to notice it, but it helps with the joint inflammation. Um, And then, you know, NSP has a joint relief pro product, which has Boswellia, uh, root in it or herb in it mm-hmm. and that that does work really well for helping reduce joint pain now it also has msm and you know the chondroitin and all these other things that are mm-hmm. available out there but that to me when i when i had to kind of learn about it it's a game changer and i've tried mm-hmm. different products uh but that joint relief pro which has that boswellia in it um i would i would use that if you have any kind of joint joint issue Cause yeah, I've been training for 40 years. I have, I've had joint pain. I've had tendonitis mm-hmm. and I've had those kind of things. So first of all, you got to back off the weight. You got to stay higher rep. And the reason you need to stay higher rep is because you get good blood flow to the area. But if you use too heavy a weight, then you cause swelling and mm-hmm. that swelling keeps continually aggravating the area. So, and then any movement that directly affects it, you want to avoid until it clears up. And then when you go back to that exercise, start with light weight and let it adapt to it. A lot of times the muscles will adapt faster than the, than the tendons and ligaments, um, obviously because it's a different type of tissue. Mm-hmm. So that's what you want to understand is in the muscle may be responding really well, but because of the pace you're going at, the joint can't keep up. So you got to give it a little more time for it to adapt to the stress you're putting on her. So, you mm-hmm. know, lifting heavy can cause that to happen. But I would definitely do the anti-inflammatory uh, type of uh, process too. Now, another thing that cause joint joint problems, you know, too many carbohydrates, sugary carbohydrates, because that mm. causes inflammation. 
Okay. You know, I've mentioned before, peanuts can also tend to affect that area. Um, so, you know, you got to watch your food intake if you have a lot of uh, joint pain and inflammation too. Anyway, gotcha. that's kind of a long-winded response, but no, it's good stuff. Uh, hopefully it helps you, Keith, and we appreciate the question very much. Uh, staying along that same line of questioning, okay. um, we've got another viewer of the show. Spartan Strength Skills is his code name, I guess, but okay. he had gotten a pec injury, and it it just causes him pain on and off, he says, and you know, it's most sensible to go easy, right? And he knows that, but he wants to keep training. Is there any particular exercises that somebody can do to help heal a muscle when they feel an injury or some pain to that area? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, but you have to, what you have to do when you have a strained area now, if it's a tear, it's, it's different, obviously, because you got to have scar tissue. But if you have a strained mm -hmm. area and it's really sensitive, first and foremost, you have to back off the weight. Uh, secondary, you need to slow down the movement to keep momentum out of the movement because that's what causes even more issue. Mm -hmm. So you back off the weights, you do a higher rep scheme to get more blood flow to help the healing process. Again, if, like I mentioned before, if you use heavier weight, you're going to cause swelling, and that's going to keep the thing, the area aggravated. And then you got to stay away from exercises that really affect it a lot and do exercises that work the area, but um, don't cause uh, so much effect depending on where it's, where it's at on the chest area. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of hard to answer that without knowing more, but the fundamentals would be change up the exercises, find the one exercise you can do that will still get you work out in the area you know so in other words if you're doing flies and pec deck and it's really sensitive to that take those out of the mix or do them really light and then high rep and then see how you respond like again mm -hmm. with anything you got to see how you respond right, right i just found that if you back off the weight and do high rep because uh, i've had to do it for myself uh, it your body picks it up and you're, you're back to where you need to be pretty quickly but you have to be patient which is also sucks especially if you're in the gym and you've been doing heavy weight and you got to cut it back and it, it psychologically affects you i get all mm -hmm. that but you, mm -hmm. you also got to play the long game because you got to live the fight another day so mm -hmm. if you keep putting the pressure on it and, and then you injure it to where it tears something now you're out for who knows how long so right right it, it's just your body giving you a signal hey you're kind of overdoing this area so you need to uh, back off and adjust some Mm -hmm. and, and it happens to everybody okay well spartan strength skills hopefully that helps you out uh last comment question for the show because we're getting short on time here but yeah. uh you know armin it's thanksgiving this week you know the show's released on a monday we recorded a little bit earlier but when it comes out it's the week of thanksgiving we've got a question here coming in from uh, a good buddy of mine because he watches our show uh, mm -hmm. His name is Bobby, and Bobby was asking, hey, look, guys, every year this next week sets off a trail of fat growth for me. He yeah. said oh, every Thanksgiving, it starts with Halloween, he starts picking at the kids' Halloween candy. The yeah. next thing you know, we're into Thanksgiving, and he's asleep in front of the TV watching football, right? Mm -hmm. And then he rolls in the holidays with all the events and festivities. Mm 
And yeah. he says, I put on 20, 30 pounds. He goes, Armin, how do I stop myself from doing this other than not enjoy myself? So you got any kind of quick tips for this? <sighs> okay, that one's always an ugly question. Actually, I was working, <laughs> I'm working on content for that on, on one of the other shows. So okay. hopefully I have that done. So we'll get ready to go into you know Christmas. Christmas will help. Okay, okay, good. But, um, you know, obviously... A lot of this is carbohydrate intake is causing the problem. So mm-hmm. you have to be monitoring what you're doing there because any excess carbohydrates that you can't put into the muscle and the liver are just going to be stored as fat. So you got to watch your sugar and carb intake. So you got to use good judgment. Uh, if you're going to have the treats, then try to schedule them, uh, you know, maybe once or twice a week to kind of limit how many times you're eating them. Um, and not have them throughout the day. So also feel free to skip a meal. I mean, people eat way too much anyways, in my opinion. Right. You, you don't, if you, unless you're really active <laughs> and you're training hard, you don't eat three meals a day. You right. just don't. Right. So by right. keeping your carbohydrate intake and maybe skipping a meal, now, now you're going to give the body, uh, again, a process to allow it to burn up everything you're eating. And fasting is always helpful. 12 to 16 hour fasting that helps to clear out stuff out of the system. Uh, but if you're going to have your, your carb carbs and do a reload, so to speak, then try to be more targeted with it so that you can enjoy it. But you also know, okay, I can only do so much because I got to keep, you know, keep gaining this extra weight. But if you just eat everything in front of you and you, you just enjoy yourself and you know, again, it, are you really enjoying yourself or you be, or you're overdoing it? So, right. Right. You know, Everything well, has a price, you know. You can drink yeah. alcohol all day, and if you really enjoy that, then great. But I can't do that, so again, you well, got to keep common sense involved. So the good thing is, you're going to be working on a show that will talk about this in more detail. Yeah. So Bobby yeah. will definitely do that for you. Running short on time, guys. Thank yeah. you for watching and listening. If you have questions for the show, scan the QR codes, get your information in. Comment on YouTube or email us at support at nspnutrition.com. And we will be glad to answer your questions. Armin, another great show. And join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.